This week on the show, I've got a fantastic interview for you. I have Jersey Gregoric, and you'll hear his story and journey about health, happiness, and Olympic weightlifting at any age. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, where we work to bridge the gaps in strength, performance, and injury prevention. My name is Scott Ardella, and this is episode 232. Thank you so much for joining me this week. So, Jersey Gregoric is a former world champion weightlifter. He is the creator of the Happy Body Program, and he has been on a podcast you may have heard of before called The Tim Ferriss Show. Now, this interview is excellent, and I can tell you we had a lot of fun doing this interview session. So, we're going to get right into it. It's actually a, a lengthy interview. It's a little bit over an hour, but uh, it's loaded with great content, very entertaining, and I know you're going to love it. So, before we get into that, uh, if you do like the Ardella Training Podcast, please make sure to drop in your review in Apple Podcasts. It's quick and easy to do, and it would be greatly appreciated so that the show is discovered more in Apple Podcasts. So I do have some new things to uh, recommend to you to check out on ardellatraining.com. First of all, I'm excited to have the first guest post which was an article written by Jim Hatcher. And actually, that article ties into what we're talking about today. And that is, well, the article is titled, Strength Training for Older Adults, A Trainer's Guide to Success. And it offers very valuable perspective from Jim as an older client. So if you're a trainer or coach, I definitely recommend checking that out and uh, reading about Jim's perspective about what is important when training older clients. So what else is new? Well, I also wrote up an article, a new post, which is uh, titled the Triple-Double Kettlebell Swing Program. You can check that out. That is part two of an article series I wrote about developing the posterior chain. And again, you can find that on ardellatraining.com or simply Google the Triple-Double Kettlebell Swing Program. Now, uh, one other last thing, and I am, again, very excited about the guest posts that are coming on Ardella Training, because Ardella Training is about us. It's about we, not me. It's never been about me. It's about uh, helping us all get better and get stronger together. So I have another great guest post coming your way very soon. It's a great training article with uh, videos and uh, very actionable uh, takeaways. So uh, look for that coming in the next uh, couple of days on Ardella Training. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to guest post, if you have something valuable, something great to share, uh, I'd love to have your original article on Ardella Training. And uh, certainly we'll get the word out for you and share your message or insight or training perspective, whatever it is. If you'd like to find out about the guest post requirements, please go to ardellatraining.com forward slash submissions and find out how you can contribute. And uh, certainly we'll mention your article here on the podcast and we will get the word out as much as possible about your great work. I'd love to collaborate. So if you're interested in that, please go and check out ardellatraining.com forward slash submissions. All right, guys, let's get into the interview this week with Jersey Gregoric. And uh, you're going to hear about his approach 
as an athlete and a coach over 50 years of training. Jersey is incredibly inspiring. He's packed with energy and great insights, and I know you'll love this session. So let's get to it, guys. Enjoy. All right, guys. Jersey Gregoric was featured on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He is the creator of the Happy Body Program. He's an author, poet, weightlifter, and I am very excited and extremely honored to be speaking to Jersey here today on the show. Jersey, we've been talking about this for a long time. It feels like the interview has been in the works for a while, so I'm glad that we're making it happen here today. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. Wow, it's fantastic. Uh, Thank you for inviting me, man. (laughs) My pleasure, my pleasure. That would be fun, you know? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. We were just talking about that. Let's make it a fun interview. And, you know, I heard your interview on the Tim Ferriss show, which – I, if I remember, it went like over two hours, right? Two, two and a half hours. I mean, it was very – Yeah. Yeah. That must have been a lot of fun. It was very intense actually, uh, Tim said. We, we, we have to stop it. It's just really? more than two hours. You cannot go. We <laughs> 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 probably could go for another two at least. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, that's when you know it's a great interview, right? Because yeah, you know, we the, were the just conversation just and keeps going. too. It was just like – keep firing and yeah. firing yeah. and you know yeah. interesting questions and and you know the, every question created more questions and absolutely we're going deeper yeah. deeper into that problem yeah. that, that, <laughs> that's, was. that's the joy of of interviews of great interviews is when questions create more questions and you just keep right. going deeper and deeper so let's start off with something that you talked about on tim's show i i believe you talked about it i know that Tim talked about it on a TED talk that he did, and he referenced you saying a phrase that you use a lot, which is hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. And I wonder if you could elaborate a little bit more on that. I have heard something similar to that, similar message, but phrased a little bit differently. So talk about your version of that statement. Well, you know, uh, uh, people sometimes really uh, take this phrase in their own way. You know, hard choice is not really uh, hardship. It's not really something that we make our life uh, difficult on purpose. Hard choice means uh, that we are dealing with something that is uh, going to be better. So becoming better over time, it's, uh, it's my, uh, my life. You know, I always dealt with getting better over time. So it means stronger, more physical, live longer, all of it better and better. But becoming better is, uh, is uh, interesting because uh, life is not making us better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we are aging, actually, when you hit 35, you actually, life is doing everything, so you get worse. So uh, everything is really not better. So uh, it, by nature, everything actually becomes harder. So uh, to choose something that is good is harder. So uh, if you want to get, let's say, uh, uh, better physically, you want to break any records and so on, it will always be harder. It's to become better. It's harder and harder and harder. Well, not only that, but emotionally, let's say, if you want to uh, get better 
uh, emotionally. You don't want to get, you know, angry so often. It will be a hard choice and, and how to actually uh, do it. So, uh, you know, you uh, simply decide not to get angry and uh, but it, being angry is your way. <laughs> so it's a hard choice then not to be. Well, there's also how to be kind if you are not kind. So it's, it's always uh, uh, the way toward uh, better choices or becoming better over time. And if we uh, are aligned that way, it's always a hard choice to improve yourself. So that's the hard choice. Sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it is physical, sometimes it's a, uh, it's a you know, like a happy way to choose something that you don't like, but it's good for you. So, you know, it usually uh, it is in life that when we want to improve ourselves, it is good for us, but not necessary. We like it. So uh, we cannot like that we should exercise every day or twice a day, but it is good for us. We can get better over time or yeah, yeah. You know, eat less or whatever it is that creates something that is dislikable by nature or by <laughs> us at that time. But right, right. it has the power to uh, make us better over time. Yeah. And yeah. its goodness is attached to it. It's not like, you know, a bad thing. It's just actually a good thing. You know, we smile more, let's say you, you don't smile at all and you decide, well, you know what? It would be good to smile more and then it's <laughs> the dealing with it, but it's really hard. So yeah. that's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just thinking as you were kind of going through that and explaining it, you know, you, let's just take food. Cause I think that's a really good example, you know, so you have, you know, a slice of pizza or a bowl of, of broccoli in, in front of uh, you. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> this, this is really too hard, but let's say you right. have two potatoes and you okay. have one. Okay. Right? Okay. So potatoes are bad because the pizza and broccoli is really rough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you have two potatoes and you have one potato, and then okay, now you know that if you have two potatoes, you will get fat over time. All right. If you start eating that way, you know that one potato is enough for you. So it's a really hard choice to eat one potato. Okay. But it's good for you. Will make you better over time. It will make you lean. Yeah. If right. and you want right. to be lean. Okay. And and the the uh, the end here is how to be happy stoic with it, right? So uh, you do what's right, and it's good for you. Yeah. yeah. And how you can make yourself happy with it? <laughs> so <laughs> that that is uh, um, well, it's really hard and difficult uh, thing to do. That's why you know I write a lot of poetry and I uh, deal with this emotional uh, world to uh, handle what is good for us and in a happy way. How you can actually uh, have this emotional uh, horses within you that you don't beat them down, but you align them to where you want to go, they will choose where you want to go instead of you know, running amok and, and off the cliff. Do you find that you said this in the beginning when I asked you the question, but do you find that as you get older, it is indeed harder to make the difficult choices? Is that something that each year it's more of a challenge to, to make the right decisions in training I, and everything you do? I, uh, 
I don't know if it is uh, really that we become older, but uh, we deteriorate uh, okay. over time. And we deteriorate about 2% uh, by year, right? Every year we get worse 2%. Uh, when you uh, analyze the records, weightlifting records, they say, uh, so you see that every year we really uh, lose about 2%. So you lose power, you lose muscle, you lose uh, flexibility. Uh, you're simply getting worse over time. So now, uh, if, you, uh, if you look at yourself from the perspective that you're getting worse, it's, al it's already depressing. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so uh, let's say if you, if you go down, let's say, from... Um, uh, the world level that right? you achieve a lot in life and you deteriorate from that and you look at your life of deterioration that is very depressing that that's kind of my life yeah but i i look at my uh, life also from a different perspective that i'm 63 and i have a lot of uh, more power than average 20 year old has today but so uh, it makes me happy in a way, right? But, uh, but you know, uh, for 30 and 40-year-old, it's also it's a huge gap between uh, that, let's say, 63-year-old and me. So 60, a regular 63-year-old today will have not good life, will be very weak, inflexible, probably in pain, uh, will think that life is ended and so on and so on. For me, it's yeah. completely the opposite. I'm just the beginning here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have my flexibility. I have strength, you know, more than 20-year-old can have. So uh, so it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I live a fantastic life. Yeah. But for 63-year-old, let's say today, it's a great information that 63-year-old can be so good you know, let's say uh, a lot of better than, you know, he was when he was in Fertis. Actually, I have a person that came 64 and now is 75. So uh, he stood about some months ago here and said, you know, I came here, I was 64. Today I am 75, 11 years after, and I am in a better shape than I was 64 but actually I am better than I, when I was in 20s. I couldn't yeah. do snatches. Today, I do snatches, full capability snatches. And the guy has two hip replaced. Wow. So, wow. so there's a huge difference. I mean, yeah. huge difference be, between the, the world level, let's say, uh, athletes and the regular people. There is still, you know, a lot of reserve for, pe for people to get better. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you, there's so many things I could ask off what you just said, but let me just ask about the gentleman that's doing a snatch with a hip replacement. Are you talking about he can do a, a full snatch? Yeah, full the snatch, full snatch. The, same, this, the same as I do. Really? So wow. I have the videos impressive. of the guy I can send you later. Yeah. But, you know, like he has two hip replace, yeah. full snap snatches. Like, you know, you know, people cannot do it whether they are 10-year-old or 15 or 20. Yeah, they have to be coached and trained. But imagine he's 75. He was 64 in pains, in medic medications and so on. So he, he was not good. He was, you know, he had a terrible life. Now yeah. he has a fantastic life. He's <laughs> 75. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so so uh, big difference. Also, he's 
capabilities now are a lot of better. So it means that he's he became so strong, he became flexible. So it will take a long life, right? Yes. To deteriorate him. Right. So even right. even you imagine two percent down. So he was by you know, in the last eleven years, he was actually getting better. Every you know year, he uh, every year he was getting better. He was improving five or six percent. So he was improving actually three or four. So if you think about two percent down, if you improve four percent, actually you're going up two percent. <laughs> I I try to stay where I am, <laughs> even though every weightlifter says you go down to the hole. Eventually, you will be there. But you know how we go down, you know matters because right, we right. can go fifteen degrees or we can go you know ninety degrees down. Boom, like a down. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the two percent per year decline. Are you talking about? I'm just curious specifics here are you talking about loss of strength and loss of muscle yeah well lots of strength so when you okay. when you really uh look into records like olympic weight weightlifting records the swimmers and 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 uh, runners and you analyze the records they go about two percent down every year after 35 to let's say 90 yeah yeah so every year is deterioration so uh any no, nothing can be done but then there's something else the message here is that eight-year-old, uh, let's say 20 years ago, was a lot of weaker than eight-year-old today. Okay. So it's okay. actually a stronger eight-year-old. So records are broken too. So people, uh, athletes, they are getting better over time as well. Yeah. So they are not stunting. They, yeah. They're actually better. Why do you think so, that is? Why do you think, huh? that, why do you think that is? Is there a... It's just the brain, you know, like the record is there. So others attacking it and attacking until they make it. So okay. um, like somebody you know, said about Mount Everest, yeah, why did you climb that thing? <laughs> because it was there, right? <laughs> so uh, the records are there. But yeah. we know when the records are there, they give us the goal. They give us the, the, the bar. And then, you know, people try to break it. And that's the nature of us, to those who really love the competition and, and, you know, improving yourself beyond any human being on the planet. So we do it. And one of us somewhere breaks it. So when it's broken, <laughs> another one comes in, another. It's just like pound by pound. But, you know, the, yeah. uh, one more message is that I coach also a lot of swimmers, uh, master swimmers, and they have the same situation. All the seconds and their records are in, in time, right? And he said very interesting things. Some, something that between sixty-five and and sixty-five and seventy and seventy-five and eighty, we deteriorate twice as fast. Okay. And and he said, I don't know. I've, I've never known about that. But when I look at the record, it looks like you know uh, he is right about that. Yeah. Something happens in the in our brain, whatever we experience. And sixty-five is this time when people retire and. You know, people, uh, the research points that about 80% of men die within two years after retirement in the wow. U.S. Wow. Two years. Jeez. So it means that the brain is not engaged. The brain uh, is uh, kind of a, goes into depression. And, uh, you know, we lose our capabilities of the brain to search for the solutions. Not to remember, but solutions or facing the hard choices and, and improving yourself because of them. 
So we go with the easy, 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 everything. But that's, you know, leads us to the really hard life. Means our life deteriorates a lot faster than normal. Got it. Jersey, how long have you yourself been weightlifting? And as you answer that, make sure to define weightlifting and what we're talking about here, because I think that term is confused a lot. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I say so. I mean, Olympic weightlifting. That's right. right. That's but, right. But it can be uh, powerlifting or it can be uh, any other lifting that has, uh, you know, lifting weights. But I talk about Olympic weightlifting. Okay. I started when I was 13 years old and uh, I, I really uh, was attracted to power. I wanted to be powerful. I was always short, so, you know, uh, big boys really uh, <laughs> could beat the shit out of me very easily. So, so I just thought, well, you know, maybe I can help myself. You know, the hard tries now, go yeah. and lift weights until you get stronger. Yeah? It takes right. time, right? right? Yes. It took about, you know, you know, about two, three years. But after two, three years, I was just walking untouchable. <laughs> very powerful, <laughs> right? Short but powerful. Not really the stocky, but uh, but I was always fun, you know. I was not really mean and so on. So once once I became uh, powerful, I, I lost completely the the desire to uh, to show uh, other human being that I'm superior or stronger or whatever. I, I was not interested. I I always uh, love people, always love uh, fun parties and having good times. So. Right. <laughs> but but I was 13 that uh, I start, so I'm 63. All right, so 50, (laughs) 50 years old, 50 years of weightlifting, 50 years of uh, doing snatches with some, you know, breaks between because I had some injuries, but uh, about 50 years of snatching full range of motion capabilities and so on and never lost flexibility. My coach really coached me very well from the beginning that uh, flexibility was the most important form. So uh, everybody had to uh, achieve perfect form with a stick, not really uh, even the weightlifting bar. And if you had it, then uh, then development of strength and then you know, uh, power began at that moment. So uh, uh, it was. It took probably about a year or more, a year and a half, when I was working with a stick back and forth, <laughs> jumping in many ways and, uh, and you know, trying to get all the way down with perfect form. But that perfect form I have it today. I didn't yeah. lose it at all. And I didn't lose any, you know, uh, any capabilities, my hips or, or knees and just nothing. I became weaker, but flexibility stayed yeah. with me. And no problems with the joints, no, no pressures and, and full range of motion uh, tested uh, constantly over time. And it, it helps. Like uh, it's like I'm testing my body on a daily basis. So uh, there is no way that the body can develop any tension somewhere because if it does, that I work on it to release it. So it's very small. So micro progression, it, it works in that way very easily. So I'm not waiting until some, something is there. But at the same time, I know it because I do the happy body every day. And I will always go into the place that too much soreness is there or tension is developed because of the training, previous training, the day before, two days before. So I know how to release it. 
so, so talk about that. Cause you're, you're, you know, really you're a perfect example of training longevity. You know, you've been, you've been training 50 years. I think people might hear that and they think, Oh, well, you know, he must feel beat up, you know, sore in the morning. You know, you, you said you don't have any mobility issues, but I think people would naturally associate 50 years of Olympic weightlifting with some type of joint problems, some, some aches, some chronic pain and things like that. You don't have any right. of that. So, so what do you attribute that to? Well, it's, it's the opposite because, <laughs> uh, if you keep the, uh, you know, full range of motion, let's say the knees. Yeah. The, usually people have a lot of problems with knees and a lot of people that come to, to me, uh, to help them, they have this problem. A lot of volleyball players now, you know, especially women, they have a problem with the knees, a lot of uh, ligaments, pop and so on. So, uh, why? Well, when you imagine when you squat all the way down, so, uh, you have the quadriceps, is attached to uh, patella from uh, one side with a tendon, and the other side with a ligament to the bone, right? So now in the middle, you have this patella. So if you do full squat, like Chinese, you can see sometimes they do full squat, right? right. So if your quadricep is very flexible, that the patella will never be pressed down at all throughout time. So if it doesn't, you can never have meniscus problems or problems with the tendons or ligaments and so on because you have complete flexibility, full range of motion. Now, if you do it every day, then you uh, prevent yourself from inflexibility in the quadriceps. So, you, so imagine now you don't have that flexibility in the quadriceps. So you bend down and you come to the end of your flexibility. The, the quadriceps is, uh, is uh, tight as the piece of wood. So when you go down, so now the, the, you stretch down the, the patella down, you push it down, it crashes, you have a meniscus problem. All right? Got it. So yep. it's just mechanics. You have to look into the body as like just simple mechanics. You have stretches and, and then some uh, pulls have to stretch and give the stretch. If they do, it, it prevents you from any kind of problems. So now, uh, if you have full flexibility, then you just keep yourself strong. Now, the, uh, the other side of how you could hurt yourself is you load too much weight and you, uh, you, 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 you don't know what you're doing in weightlifting. But if you know what you're doing and you, have, uh, you, know, you don't have flexibility problems, that you cannot have really problems. Sometimes, you know, I, I go into uh, beyond Olympic weightlifting and I start doing Olympic weightlifting on the India board, yeah? So that's, that's you push Olympic weightlifting into more flexibility that is needed to do that. So when you really do the snatch on the India board and the board is moving, the, your ground is moving, so when you actually snatch, your legs are responding to the weight and to the situation very fast. Right, so right. this is the situation where uh, your legs are responding without your brain. So the action that is needed from the legs is actually faster than the action that, uh, that the brain could you know, support you. So the, 
the body, the lower body has to be extremely fast. It's the same as skiing, surfing, and so on. The wave is under you and the wave is moving. So the legs are moving very fast too. If you have flexibility, then you will never have a problem. But let's say it, the, the wave or the, the skiing creates a situation where your flexibility ends. Then it will get the pull. Yeah, that's where the pull happens. But if you have flexibility, the body will always find the way to, to come out of it unless you crush it and, and you simply injure it that way, but not from the range of motions. So that's why the, the training should be in the gym, full range of motion everywhere. But people don't want to do it because they say, oh, half squat is enough for the volleyball <laughs> player, right? But right. what if that volleyball player one day has to be in the situation to save the ball and go into the situation when the, it crosses 90 degrees. It's going to be pulled and it's going to be ripped off the you know the tendon or the, the ligament will pop. Right. Yeah? So, so yeah. Simple. Yeah. So f- flexibility is what you're saying is really the, the key to all this. And especially for the aging athlete, because we – we lose the flexibility, the muscle tissue changes. Um, I think you explained it beautifully. And flexibility is different from mobility. I think that's an important yes. thing to understand right. the, as well. The, the other one is mobility, right? So yeah. when you have capability to actually full range of motion, that's your flexibility. All right? Right. Now, the, the next step is how you start reacting when you put the weight on, let's say, uh, become stronger. So if you, uh, let's say, start lifting weights, now you have a little bit mobility, yeah? So uh, how the body responds, let's say, to the India board, yeah? So you can do squats, okay, but and you have flexibility, but then you start on the India board, and the India board really starts moving. So when it starts moving, your mobility is at stake. Now, you know, how fast the legs are, how they are going to respond to different situations, how they actually will keep you on the board and not off the board. Right. So your mobility is coming in. And it's really interesting because the more weight you lift, the faster legs have to respond to that. <laughs> right. So it, it's a, and the faster you want you to do actually the drop down, the faster legs have to be. So it's an amazing thing with training, especially for older people to do any kind of training like that because yeah. the brain has to improve. It's everything nervous system and the brain. So the brain has to uh, uh, increase, right? So now uh, you get, you're getting older, you're getting slower. You talk slow, you walk slow, <laughs> and you buy clothes that they old. Everything is old. <laughs> Sometimes you look at people who just... They like that's not good, all right. Yeah. So bad, hard choice. What now? Well, you go to the gym and you start, right? This is really a hard choice because you know you you believe that you can never be good, and you kind of uh, down on your life that you are sixty three and uh, you're old and you think old. So it's really hard choice now to think that it matters to do anything in this life. So uh, you, you're extremely depressed and somehow you have to raise above and you pick up that hard choice to appreciate the life of the 63-year-old and to appreciate that time zone that you are in 
and to uh, do things that would make you better. And it really matters, you know, uh, in the in the future. So when you, I think that, you know, we, we need role models like uh, those who are really a lot of better than others in, at that age. Because we don't simply don't believe. We don't believe that you can be 73 or 75 and do full snatches. That's that's only for somebody up there, right? Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we are talking about people that come to us or to you probably, the people that want to get better. And somehow they get the message that is possible. Somehow they uh, want it. And there is a way of training them that what they want can happen to them. And you can be probably 70 or 80 year old and fantastic and surf and then, you know, travel and then have a good life. And if you, you know, take care of nutrition, probably you'll be 100 and then, you know, fantastic life. Why not? So when I think about myself, wow, I have 40 years to go, man. You know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do in the 40 years? Yeah, right, like a, right, a lot right. of books to write, you know, uh, hang out with people, help people, create new methods, you know, uh, um, help people to live a happy life uh, in the brain. Because that, that, this one is the, the, the toughest one that we lose our belief that we can actually be better or the same. I had this client in uh, LA that he was, he had a really uh, an accident on a motorcycle and his face moved half an inch in when he hit a car. And um, he had many surgeries. He had uh, all the teeth in and then nose and one eye was out. It was just really uh, pretty bad. 11, yeah. uh, 11 days in ICU and it's just uh, really terrible, right? So... Uh, the hips were uh, broken, dislocated about two inches, and you know a lot of bones uh, broken. And after when uh, he was after surgeries, many surgeries uh, on his face, and he uh, said the one thing that most people after surgeries, most men, he said, I don't know if his women the same thing, but uh, most men, he said, uh, his surgeon told him never recover, about 95% people do not recover because in their brain, right. they believe they cannot be the same as before. Sure. The same as before. Right. So uh, so it's really very extremely depressing thought comes into the brain and deteriorates their life, which could be really a, a great life, right? They are probably in 50s when it happens. And what, 50 is really young, right? <laughs> That's so, right. So I coached him three years. So uh, three years after, so he could take two 50s in his hands. That's what he could do before the, uh, before the surgery. He was uh, the time about 50, 55. Okay. So he took two 50s up to dumbbells and stretch and put them down. That's what he could do. He was capable of doing before he was on the Harley and, and uh, did the, his crash. So it took me three years. After three years, he did it again. He returned completely to that time. Three years, all right? But why not? You know, three years <laughs> will pass anyway. Yeah, you know, what, what are we going to do? You know, right, in these three right. years, we'll be crying and whining and so on. Yeah. But if we... If you give me three years, let's say, or five, I will bring you back where you were before. Yes, that's a long because time. Because 
Yeah, yeah. It, and it takes it's time. Not a, it's normal life. You live life. It's not three years. It's <laughs> life happens to you. Yeah, it right. can happen. Yeah. Terrible life. So yeah, that That's imagination has to be has to be brought to people that you live anyway. So why not to live the life that you actually do something that you can get better over time and the reserve between you and what the best of us do is huge. It's that between the reserve of, you know, to live 40 pounds or 240 pounds. And you don't yeah. have to be the world champion, right? Right. But right. you can lift 480 pounds and that can be a big difference for you. It's 100% of improvement That's can right. happen to you. And, right. th and then you can be 80 like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because just oh. this reserve is huge. Right. It's really interesting because it all starts in the mind. I mean, the, the example that you just gave, it it's that mind. I mean, that's the first critical step in moving forward in that process. And then the three years, I mean, that's the journey. I mean, and that's what we talk about here a lot on the podcast is, you know, that we're not in this for a, a quick fix, you know, for the shortcut here. You know, it's, it's yeah. Like, well, you know, you, you have if you don't have three years, and say, hey, yeah, go goodbye, <laughs> go and do it faster, right? Somewhere. <laughs> right. Well, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I, uh, I left a lot of, I lost a lot of lifters that way because they wanted to do faster. Yeah. So they went and found. Uh, I had this really great lifter in, in in LA, and she found another coach to do faster, and of course she was moving because. I engaged with her micro progression, so uh, I I kept her from breaking records. And when we were breaking records, we were safe and good and felt good. They would just snap and boom, she was ready, right? right. She could do records at that time, even ten pounds higher. But they didn't want to do it to not to burn her mentally and to be happy, keep breaking those records and adapt to the situation. Adaptation is something that people completely do not understand. That the body, after breaking records, has time of adaptation. And if you are faster with actually breaking records than adaptation, eventually you will come to the point that you cannot break records. Right. And then you are on the edge. Any moment you can break yourself and you can you know, create injuries and so on. That's what happened to that woman. She, uh, the girl, she really uh, injured herself so badly that went to Pilates and started, you know, teaching Pilates for 15 years, trying to, you know, help herself to re restore herself. So, but that's the uh, mistakes that uh, we make that we want, you know, quick fix. Uh, so we have to be careful <laughs> right. how uh, coaches coach us so it doesn't happen, you know. When, it, you, you, if you lose money, don't go to Las Vegas and try to <laughs> to recover your money. Yeah, you lose more money. So. <laughs> that's so that's right. what's that's going right. to happen, right? Oh man, how do you how do you get better today? I mean, what after all this time, after fifty years of training, what are you primarily training for yourself at this point? Well, you know, uh, my major training is how to uh, help uh, everyone that I work with. So I'm more like a coach, but <laughs> I'm in the gym on a daily basis. I do the happy body, snatch uh, every other day, cleans and jerks. Uh, and I tell you, you know, like Aniela, my wife said, 
nothing better than snatch. Man, you know, when I snatch, it's just like, uh, like uh, I'm alive. You know, I'm alive. It's yeah. a, the snatch has this uh, uh, incredible capabilities that, uh, you know, like wakes us, us you know, uh, challenges your whole human being, challenges your timing, challenges your strength, challenges your speed, challenges your hormones and everything around. If you could keep that on the certain level, well, you, 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 so um, what what do we do? Aniela wants to go and keep keep uh, competing in the world championship, another one, right? But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I say, okay, I will coach you, you know, like, uh, because, you know, to compete at the world level, it takes months of preparation. And usually when we did it together, it's tough, you know, it's all uh, dieting happens, the, the, the losing fat, and you have to be lean, you have to stand on the scale, and then uh, you have to be strong. So emotionally, it's very, extremely challenging. So it's better if one uh, competes and the other one not. So in 2006, we went to Bordeaux. It was the world championship, and our daughter was two years old, all right? Okay. So we didn't imagine, you know, to have a two-year-old over there, right? So uh, we fought like, yeah, like uh, we fought like we fought at that time. So we are arriving uh, to Bordeaux and we go to the hotel. And, you know, we've never had jet lags in our life, uh, Aniela really? and I. We never had it. We just <laughs> arrived wherever we were. We slept, we woke up, and we've never known that it was such a thing. We, you know, people were describing it, but we never know. Yeah. That, that just thing, go with you know, it. So it was not in our brain. Right, right. But, but our daughter had one, right? So 2 a.m., and our daughter wakes up. So uh, one of us is dealing, the other one is not sleeping. So in three days is the championship. So... Uh, Three days after the end is that three days after we went to have a coach, I said, coach, we are wiped out. <laughs> we cannot compete. We just completely down. <laughs> oh, we man. didn't compete. We, well, yeah, we, really? we drove to uh, Lourdes uh, in France and yeah, it just took vacation. We just, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, he just couldn't imagine uh, that's what would happen. And sometimes imagination is so important. But, you know, we, we just think our, through our own brain. And we need help from outside sometimes to imagine, you know, what, what, uh, what's going to be, how it's going to be. And sometimes we just like it. And at that time, we, we just like that. And so it's important to, uh, to have imagination, let's say, uh, what uh, could happen to me, how good I could become. Yeah, Is it worthy of living the life? Of uh, of training on daily basis, and and get better. <laughs> Why not, right? So <laughs> so what you're going to do anyway? Yeah, you would be. Uh, uh, what are you going to do? Watch TV? Okay, you get better there too. You know more movies, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you you can have movies and you can go to the training. It's no more than you know, forty fifty minutes a day, and you can, in three years, you can improve hundred percent or two hundred percent. It's just an uh, uh, amazing body you can create. You can ski, you can travel, you can be 67, 70 years old, and you can have fantastic life. Yeah. Retirement is the time when actually 
you can restore yourself, recover That's the right. powers, yeah. get stronger, you know, twice as much as you are at that time, yeah. and go with your wife to the world and, you know, explore, have fun, another 30, 40 years, and actually right. get better and yeah. get, get money, right. you know, from the you know, <laughs> government and enjoy life, you know, and not die after two years, yeah. right? Yeah, or yeah, be yeah. miserable and you no, have pain. That should, be the, that, should the be the, that should be the exciting time. Right when you, you yes, know, yeah, it should be exciting. Enjoy time. life yeah. and not slowing down. So uh, I, I love that concept. Yeah, it should be exciting, exactly. But you know, uh, that imagination is somehow, uh, you know, not in our mind, in our brain. So sometimes when people come uh, to me and then they find out that I am, yeah, I am actually older than they. It's. It's, it's, you know, first, it's just really weird, yeah, <laughs> because, you know, it's not supposed to be. And then in the second is that it's very inspirational because if you are, then, you know, I can be too there when in 17 years I will be there too because That's usually right. the, the guys are coming yeah. in 40s and then they have horrible body systems, right? Yeah. So uh, they they can really get faster you know with the progression and and get better a lot of a lot of faster than than i could but and if they can pass me in the power right it's still there so when they comprehend that makes them happy and then you know they go to the gym and start training start doing snatches and cleans and jerks and and they're happy about it the whole system is working and they they get uh better over time it's nothing you know uh, more happy that you carry your shoes weightlifting shoes you bring, you go to the gym, and you lift, yeah? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what's better than that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, man. I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> I agree, believe me. Yeah, especially that, you know, you, you have this better overtime in, in, included. I like it. It's included, right, so in, in the package that you will get better. Right? right. So when you have a really good coach, you're supposed to get better. And if you do Olympic weight, if you will get better, if you do the happy body, you will get better because it's in uh, in the whole system is in the 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 getting better progress is included. You have to get better. You know the one thing that uh, I was always uh, I don't know forever maybe getting better. I had to get better. I just hate the plateau. You cannot plateau with me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I will be yeah, moving you around until you get better in many ways. I will challenge your brain. I will challenge you physically. I will challenge you, you know, intelligently. I will challenge everything until you. I got to the place where actually you get better. You have to get better. That's the only way. You cannot just go to the gym, do things, and after 10 years be the same. That's right. That's right. Now, now, let me ask you, now, how do you measure that? How do you continue to measure that? Let's say if you have an older uh, athlete, an older uh, person in the general population, they their strength levels are plateaued. Where it could be, right? Yeah, right, right. So so how do you measure improvement so, at that uh, point? So the, uh, first of all is that uh, the – I measure everything in the happy body according to eight-year-old weightlifter, so the, the world champion. So I took the numbers. Okay. Now I know uh, the numbers are uh, responding to the eight-year-old weightlifter. These numbers, I trans, uh, 
translate it into simple lifts like power tower, you know, squat press. And how much is possible for anybody below 80 to actually lift? Let's say uh, you are 200 pounds and you should do 58% of it, so 120 pounds. You should take in each hand 60 pounds. You should uh, lift them to the uh, shoulder uh, level. You should squat with it. You should press and you should stand up, right? That is the power of eight-year-old in your body weight and uh, in gender. All right, that's possible. But you come to me, all right? You cannot squat all the way down and you cannot lift really 15 pounds and do this at all, right? But the possibility, right? The, the numbers are telling me that you can do 60 in, let's say, if you train for three, five years, you could actually arrive there. But you can arrive to 20, 25, 30, and it's, it's possible, it's normal to get there. It's not like we are asking something that is not possible, right? It is normal. It's like this reserve is there in numbers. So it's all mathematics for me. It's not really uh, some kind of a weird number up there, no. Yeah. But for athletes, I set up the goals as a 60-year-old or power athletes as a 50-year-old. So I know exactly what a 50-year-old can do. Uh, it's uh, 1.8, uh, the body weight, clean and jerk. So that sets me up. So if somebody can do only one and one, not 1.8, then I drive that athlete until he gets there or very close to that. So the, I have to know what is the reserve of power. And when I have numbers, I can spread, you know, for about three years to drive the athlete forward. I sign contracts with athletes that I coach. So I have all kinds of athletes between five and 17 before they go to college. And when I coach them, I sign the contract for two years. So you will come back here once a week. I will write you the program, will coach you here, and then you will do the homework and so on. And in one year, you will be the one of the strongest in your age. In two, I guarantee you, you will be the strongest of your, of your peers. That's it. <laughs> but you have to give me two years. Yeah. Wow. Right? Wow. Then, then it's okay. You, I sign it. They'll sign it. That's it. I put that thing in the gym on the board. Right. And that's it. Naomi, right? Say <laughs> horse rider on the board. Two years. And, wow. and that, that starts working. And, you know, uh, kids can sign that. Kids, right, you know, they are six years old, seven, nine, ten. They get it right away. You know, right. they sure. sign these contracts, you know, 12, 15. And they are all kind of different athletes. They, you know, they do f football. They do swimming. They do horse riding. They do gymnastics. They do, you know, water polo. You know, just all of it. It doesn't matter. I have an archer, sign it. There's an Indian, beautiful girl, you know, 11-year-old. Boom, understands the whole concept. When I tell her about stability, archery, strength is needed for it, she gets it. Boom. Got it. Right there, yeah. right? So, <laughs> right? So what's going on with those that they are, uh, you know, 40 or 50? They're still young. They don't get it. So we need to talk to them more. I mean, more talk to them to show them that it's possible because I think that role modeling is the most powerful, uh, you know, inspiration that can be.
so we can talk a lot, but you know, the actually when we show people that it's possible, right. then they really can, uh, in their brain, develop that place that they could say, you know what? Okay, I I, I can do it. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. they they will go and do it. But but they have they, it cannot be only imagination. It has to be kind of a real thing too. Did you find that it's hard with the to to get buy in to the long term approach to the two year plan? Do most people buy into that? Well, uh, I will tell you one thing. Um, about three months ago, I talked to my client. All right. And she is already my client about four, four years or five. And she's doing a good job, you know, improving herself over time. And it's like tweaking always, you know, some kind of a little like technique, you know, techniques of life and, and <laughs> living a better life. Right, <laughs> so right. become a better philosopher, right? Over life. Yeah. It doesn't happen over time. It takes about, you know, three, four months and something you, you get good in something. So I'm asking her, so, uh, how does it happen that you come back and come back and, and, and want to get better and, and pick up these harder choices for yourself and, and your life becomes better because of it? She said, oh, you told me this <laughs> one sentence. I said, I did? I said, yeah. And because of it, I just remember all the time. And then uh, it inspires me. I said, so what did I tell you? She said, two years will pass. I said, that's it? I said, yeah. You know, when I heard that, wow. two wow. years two years will pass. Yeah. It just did it to me. You know, yeah. Yeah. I you know, I imagined two years will pass and I imagined that I will be better. And also I didn't want to two years pass without doing actually something good for myself. And all of that worked for me. And I remember this the sentence you told me. So, you know. You never know what works. So uh, that's why I write so much. I write poetry <laughs> and write you know, stories. Because yeah. I watch people over and over the last 10 years that the right words in the right time, they create magic for the right person. But nobody knows what are these the right words. That's yeah, right. You that's can right. hear hard choices in life and you can completely yeah, dismiss it. Yeah. But... Some other human being somewhere, you know, in Italy today, sitting and hearing that, I said, hard choices is your life. I get it. And then, <laughs> uh, right. we'll, you right. know, we'll flip completely life. Yeah. We'll choose hard choices, meaning, you know, the, the choices that they make us better over time. That's hard choices. Uh, you know, I meant hard choices to choose one potato versus two because two makes us worse. One makes us better. It's hard right. because it's really hard not to eat more that gives, something gives us pleasure, right? So, but over time, it creates a better life for ourselves. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's not easy. You remember there was this uh, marshmallow uh, uh, um, research at Stanford that they presented marshmallow to four-year-olds, I think, and gave them 15 minutes. <laughs> so in 15 minutes, if uh, a child ate a marshmallow, that's it, was his only one. But if uh, he or she didn't, it got another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the procrastination and, you know, the, the patience and so on. So, uh, you know, many of them, they 
just cover the eyes and then and try to do something else and so on and would not eat the marshmallow, but some of them they ate. And the most interesting part is that uh, kind of revisited these people 20 years after and they tried to find out how they were really doing. So all those that could wait could actually get more over time, right? They had good life, they had marriages, they had university, and everything was good for them. But those who uh, couldn't, that uh, they just ate right away. They were dropouts of the college and uh, had no marriages, and, and things were not doing good for themselves, really. Wow. So, you know, uh, hard choices supposed to bring us better life. That is the hard choice. The hard choice is, and that moment is hard to know sometimes it was the hard choice. But if you ask yourself, what is hard choice? You will get the answer. You will really get the answer in almost, you know, every situation. What is the hard choice and why is it hard choice? That's phenomenal. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I mean, I hope that people can really take away the message. Like you said, people, People are going to hear things differently, but I think the value of that message alone is life-changing. So thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, you're welcome. Let's talk about, so we haven't really talked about this, but the, the components of the happy body system, we have talked about it, but we haven't. So what exactly is the happy body system and what are all the different things that, that make up your system? So, you know, why is it there, first of all, and, and, and how it was created? So, you know, it is there because simply people want to get better <laughs> over time, right? So, so, but how you can get better with actually without knowing where you're going? So, you know, I discovered that people are vague about the things they want. They uh, want more energy. That's pretty vague. They want a uh, long life. That's, you know, hard to find out. They want to be happier. So it's really hard to define a uh, really uh, better life. So uh, I decided to define it according to the physical uh, world and uh, found out, established the goal, the goal of flexibility, the goal of strength, the goal of uh, uh, speed, good posture, how, uh, what is supposed to be our body weight and what is how lean we should be. All of it should create a really great life. And when actually I pursued with people, it fixed all the problems that they, people had. If somebody was inflexible and upset about that, that created, if somebody was on, on medications, that went down. All of it was, you know, people had more energy. So it answered every question that people could have. Now, how it is designed, designed according to 80-year-old 80, 80 weightlifter's strength and power. All right, so strength and speed uh, is according to that. The posture is all full range of motion. Then the, the flexibility, full range of motion. The posture is, comes from Olympic weightlifting. How to go down, vertically down, press and stand up, yeah, and have the spine that is flexible, hips are flexible, uh, hamstrings, and the ankles are extremely flexible. So the ankles, uh, the way that when you sit down, your knees are ahead of your toes about three, four inches. And that's how weightlifters are. It's beautiful flexibility of the ankles, right? Yeah. So now 
you also have ideal. By the way, you're supposed to be like a fantastic, beautiful machine, like cheetah, you know, like uh, <laughs> running on uneven terrain, 70 miles per, per hour, right? So uh, that's that's our goals. Now, we establish everything in the numbers we put into the book. And now when you pick up the book, you know what you can achieve. You are 30 or 40 year old and you start doing this and you're far away from it. So now you uh, you think, wow, uh, I could be this and this or that. Well, of course, it would be hard, yes? but, you know, in two years. You will. So you have to adapt, you know, micro progression and stretch your uh, your progress and so on. It's going to happen to you. So uh, all of those goals, all of those standards are aligned there. Then the plan was created to actually how to get there. The strategies were established how to get there. So whole system or coaching was designed how to uh, create that, you know, by the system over time, then uh, how to also uh, do it happily was a big challenge. That's the, you know, uh, how, how to create the uh, happy way of choosing something that you don't like, but it's good for you. <laughs> so uh, I ponder on that for many, many years. And that's my you know, poetry and story and so on. How you can choose one potato and be happy because you can be miserable. You can say the voice of the fatalist. So I wrote these three books of uh, mastering food choices, exercise choices, and rest choices. And, and you can, you can uh, have the dialogue within your brain between fatalist and the master. So fatalist voice would be, you know, if you don't eat two potatoes, it's miserable life and the life is not worthy of living. But the master could say, yeah, but, you know, we know that one potato is enough. So if actually you eat it, you don't need two. You can save money, half of the money, yeah? So it will be, you know, we can spend this money somewhere else. But that's the kind of a positive, good outcome to the situation. And it's possible. It's really possible. And it's a good thing when people could actually switch to the master, you know, choice and, and choose the one potato happily. Because yeah. it is possible to choose less and know that it's enough and be happy about that. That's right. Yeah, and, not not yeah. feeling deprived, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't I'm not deprived that <laughs> I yeah, you know, I have weird behaviors because I I will go with Vanilla, we go always uh on Friday at one PM, we go uh to Village Pub here and we have our lunch. It's our date. And I always have French fries there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, I love French okay. fries. So you know, yeah. so yeah. uh you once you know how to live life that over time you get better or keep the same, that is the wisdom. Now, how you, uh, whether you're happy about that or not, it's another layer of, you know, philosophy, how to live life. So uh, uh, if you put this two together, that's, uh, you can create for yourself fantastic life. And you, uh, you can choose things that they are, they have power of making you better over time. And even though you don't like them at that time, but believing, philosophically believe that actually you will become happy because of it. 
It's like, you know, something like you fake it, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> in, right. in a way, yes, but, you know, uh, uh, why not, right? So uh, you, you have to have belief in that you uh, actually, by choosing one potato one day, you will achieve, you know, happy attitude and and then you will really like it and it will save your life maybe instead of, you know, uh, uh, taking two. I, for me, it's a quite normal thing, but it was not like that. I wanted always the two potatoes, or three potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so, you know, me getting into one potato and liking it, it was a quite an achievement. But yes. uh, I did it. I achieved that. So it is it is message for everyone that, you know, when once uh, there is enough and the enough is better than too much and it's better not enough. So enough is definitely an extremely powerful message. Once you create enough, you will progress and become a better lifter, let's say, weightlifter. You become leaner. You become wiser. Once you, it's too much, you wear yourself out. Yeah, your recovery is compromised and uh, you get, uh, you know, uh, stress and, and intensity in your brain. You are overwhelmed and you cannot really progress. So that enough is more powerful than too much. Now, right? Jersey, let, let me go back and ask you, thank you for sharing all this about the, pr the program, the system. Is it designed primarily for the general population? And then what about the athlete? How could they use this this approach as well? Because you work with athletes, right? So I I am bridging now uh, the system toward the uh, uh, general public. It's called the Happy Body Athlete, and I work uh, with a group of mentors now, coaching them how to uh, uh, use the Happy Body for athletes and how to take the. Uh, power tower to, and how to uh, train and coach athletes on days when they don't do the happy body and uh, and what power should be actually achieved. So all this coaching and systems that uh, I'm developing right now is uh, based on a 60-year-old goal, yeah, 60-year-old weightlifter, which is about 1.5 body weight. So if it's, let's say, you are 200 pounds, and you're supposed to clean and jerk 300 pounds, all right? So, but uh, you are 17 year old, and you are barely cleaning and jerk, you know, 150 pounds, and 300 is your, uh, you know, level, right? right? If you are generally athlete, you know, not power athlete, but if you are a football player, quarterback has more power, wrestler, and so on, that goes to the 50-year-old as of 1.8. Now, you can use all different exercises actually to achieve, but snatch, clean, and jerk would be the ultimate thing. And, and how to coach people, how to coach people to coach themselves, and how to coach others to coach others is my challenge probably in the next two or three years that uh, I'm, I'm just picking up that challenge and, okay. and creating the situation the, the happy body athlete will be and the happy body power athlete. Will, they are two different things. Some athletics don't need so much power. Others do, right? Okay. And how to actually statically coach others and how 
you actually coach yourself because what can you do today, right? You, uh, you can easily do too much something. That's right. So I'm trying to create micro-progression. I'm trying to create situations that people could coach themselves and, and create micro-progressions for themselves and uh, spread their goals and achievement, let's say, in three years and what they can achieve in three years. Let's say if you, if you lift more every week one pound, it's going to be 160 pounds, yeah, in three <laughs> years, right? right. So uh, 160 pounds, that's, that's a lot, right? And if you are 15 years old, 16 years old, and your clean and jerk is about 150 and you want 300, that's right, right? So you could actually adapt this progression. But at the beginning, it will be faster. So you do five pounds a week or two pounds, and then slow down to two pounds and one half a pound. I do a lot of progression where I have this short, uh, uh, small uh, uh, gymnast that they are only 30, 40 pounds. So I have these uh, uh, little weights that they are you know, one-tenth of a pound and add to the, to the bar and yeah. you know, create yeah. that progression that way because percentages are a lot of higher, right? Okay, yep, yep. So just to be clear, so all of your numbers are based there. So you could figure out snatch and clean a jerk for a male, female, uh, age, body weight. All of those things are put into your formula based on the 80-year-old or the 60-year-old, and you're kind of working backwards to determine what would be their standard. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Right. And okay. uh, not understand it, but what, what is the power that you can achieve, right? And achieve safely. Because if, you, if you're an athlete, uh, you should have certain power. You know? The decent power is to base on a 60-year-old weightlifter. Say, if you pick up weightlifting, because weightlifting is the most uh, uh, valuable, most uh, powerful sport to transition from to any other sport, so you, uh, if you base it on 60-year-old and you don't have the power of the 60-year-old, but you are 15, 17, and you say, oh, you should be as strong as least as a 60-year-old. So I'm asking all the athletes on this planet to be as strong as 60-year-old, right? Right. To be as strong as me, it means, yeah? yeah? yeah. So if you are as strong as me, you're good, yeah, I yeah. say. But also yeah. it's for the person, it's not crazy. It's not to be a weightlifter. You see, I right. want to avoid the idea that you have to become a weightlifter to be, uh, in, you know, to be great in volleyball or to be great in skiing. No, I'm talking about the power of the 60-year-old. But if you are a football player, if you are a baseball player, yeah, wrestler, that you should be as strong as the 50-year-old. And then you measure that. If you get to that power, you don't have to cross it because it's a lot of power. Then you work more on your skills in your sport and then blend that power with your skills to become better in the world, in your sport. Got it, got it. Jersey, how many of your um, clients are, are athletes. So when you look at all the people that you work with, what percentage are, are athletes? About, uh, 20%. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's significant. Yeah. So you've had, all the others are, you know, I call them athletes in their life. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, absolutely. uh, you know, uh, when, uh, all my clients, they are in a way, uh, you know, 
it's a sport, it's a, a life, you know, it's training something that uh, makes you better over time and you walk uh, through life that way. It's a mastering something, it's becoming yeah. better in something. But yeah. that's the only way actually to live life because, as I said, life is, has one purpose deteriorate you and kill you right so <laughs> so you so you have to somehow uh juxtapose that with something else the opposite what's the contradiction to that yeah, and that is your you know craft anything that you could create to actually stop it right or even becoming better but that possibility is marked by you know uh athletes that they are on on the the highest top yeah they say oh you could be this or really high there's a reserve huge reserve between you and the uh, uh you know olympic weightlifter that yeah at is your at your age and over there right, right so it's, right. it's a huge reserve so people sometimes say really you know people my age can do that i said yeah well, look at that i said wow it's incredible i say yeah so what does it tell you? <laughs> so so could you do could you do half of it? Yeah, you know what? I, I probably could do half of it. Yeah. So let's start training. So yeah. how much time it will take me? I said, well, two years. Two years? I say, yeah, well, you know, in two years you will. Well, why not? Well, you know, two years. And you tell me that I will lift so much in two years. I say, yeah, you will. That's well, great. So let's start, right? Yeah. <laughs> and two years is not a long time. I mean, I think two that, years will pass. You remember? That's right. That's two right. years will pass, that's but right. not only two years. Life will pass as well. You know, uh, why not to have you know uh, really the vehicle of your life? Fantastic. That you know your your pleasures are coming through the body. Your joy comes through the body. And, you know, you do the skiing, you do the dancing, you, you know, you, you, you know, we are using the body to so many pleasures in life, right? Why not to really uh, develop the craft, right, of living that actually takes care of that vehicle of right. our life, right? right. Yep. To craft, not like, oh, it happens to us or, you know, uh, if I am lucky. No, the craft. So that's what we try to do. We try to create that, you know, craft that would help people to, you know, to uh, improve themselves, to uh, get better, to live, you know, fantastic life, to live the life that we deserve, Ray. You know, it's, uh, it, and it's really something, you know, like I, I will tell you one more story before we go, that uh, I belong to this 39ers forever, all the medical doctors and then, one was a doctor of geriatrics, and then he said, you know, this woman lived in France. She lived 128 years, and then when they uh, opened her, all the organs were aged evenly. But when we, he said, when somebody dies at 70s and 80s today, when we open the person, one organ is aged. You know, one organ killed the person. Others could go on for another 50 years. So... There is something, uh, the possibilities, right? right? For now, you know, living for everybody, maybe 120 or 130 years. It's just something in us, little thing like pancreas or liver or something is killing us before. Whether other things could go on. So there must be a, a craft of looking at that, you know, to live long. When it comes to the joints, 
and pressures and inflammation and, you know, the arthritis and so on. This happens the same thing. Our joints are ruined a lot of earlier and they are ruined because of the bad craft of living or not knowing how to live. There is no craft of living. So that's what we try, try to do, create the craft of living to prevent the problems, but also improve yourself over time. So when when actually you go down, you're already at 90. <laughs> yeah, so you are not, <laughs> yeah. you know, 40 and 50 that you go down. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Jersey, what's the next step for people after hearing all this? And I know we covered a lot and actually there's still so many things I didn't get to, but what, what should people do next after hearing our session here today? So, uh, you know, the best way would be to go and order the book and, and read the book, The Happy Body, and then it's available on Amazon. Go to our uh, webpage, and we have a lot of blogs that Daniela writes, and, and uh, there is also a possibility to, to become the mentor and find out what the program is about. So I coach uh, on a weekly basis uh, mentors and certify them and, you know, create them the way that they are... Uh, they come to the mind, the brain that they are, they are proud and, and happy to help the others to create for themselves the better life that is independent from anybody else. Because eventually yeah. we want people that can get that craft and they can practice throughout the life and they don't need really too much attention. Right. right. So, uh, and that would be fantastic, right? Because, you know, once you really get into the craft and you're living the craft, somebody else comes to you and say, what are you doing? You know, you're doing something, you know, could you tell me? <laughs> so then you share, but you say you have to have two years, but two years it will pass. So go and do it. You know? So, or, you know, uh, get the book, read the book. And, uh, you know, if you get the message there in the book, that is uh, to start, then you start. If you need help, you can hire any, you know, mentors from the, our web, or you can call me and, and come into my place, fly in. I have a lot of clients that, you know, fly from all over the, 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 the world, yeah, and come for, you know, three, four days. They learn the thing, go back. You know, some people love to see masters. Others, That's they great. just... You know, book is enough. So yeah. it just depends who you are. <laughs> or you want to save money. You don't want, you don't have money, but you don't put yourself into the position that somebody has money. That's why somebody can do it. So right. that would be not right. So that's why I put so much energy into independence. I always thought that independence is the way to go in life and not you know, making people dependent. So if if uh, the book is created the way that people, one person can get it and can coach himself or herself throughout life on her own, in her own room, without anybody else. And that's how I imagine when we were editing the, uh, we were in the uh, process of editing, writing the book in, 2000 between 2004 and 2007 we were driving from our editor and i was looking for the hills of san francisco and as I, and i told daniela you see on this house over there you know and on the hill there's a window up there and imagine that you know in 10 years somebody there will be doing the happy body and we will never know and that is the most beautiful thing that i i can think through that 
that person will not need us at all. And that person That's will good. be able to recreate for yeah. himself, you know, this beautiful craft of living that will make that person more youthful over time and happier because of it. That's impact. That is impact. Right. For sure. <laughs> so, <What else? laughs> uh, I am going to ask you one question that I ask uh, most guests, pretty much all guests here, but is there a book that you recommend the most to others? Uh, obviously we want to encourage people to get your book, your great work. Um, but is there a book that you recommend? Others? I have tough, tough books, you know, like I love uh, really tough books. So, okay. uh, the Doctor and the Soul by uh, Viktor Frankl. So uh, Tim Ferriss's uh, The Tribe of Mentors came out and that was the, the book, the book question. Uh, Seneca, I like uh, uh, Letters of Seneca. Then I like I Ching. I like I Ching. Uh, the Power of Tao. So these are the books that I go over and over back okay. uh, to uh, to read. You know, these books are <laughs> yeah. highlighted 10 times over, but, yeah. you know, yeah. like uh, they are fantastic uh, books to That's uh, go back and back and back, you know, and, yeah. and read again and again. Uh, I, I remember also the book that I really like, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's book, uh, the, old, the Old Path, uh, the old cloud, the cloud, the path, and something about the cloud and the path. I really like that book as well. Uh, thank you for sharing that. A great book list there. You mentioned Tim Ferriss's book, Tribe of Mentors. You, you're featured in that as well. That's a book I haven't got yet. Uh, I've got a ton of oh, books well, here. Oh, well, it's but, a fantastic uh, book. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting, Yeah, because it's 11 questions presented to about 120 people, the same questions. A lot of okay. ideas, uh, books, and, and strategies for better living. And uh, I, I, I see that book that uh, it can be likable by you know, everybody, not in U.S., but on the planet probably, because right. there's so many great people there that have ideas or, or practices of habits, and, and that could be adopted. That's what I said about this uh, um, the the ability to find the right words to the right person the right time yeah so now you have this 120 people up there that talk and they have different language different words so if you read that uh, something has to speak to you that's right that's right yeah awesome so Final quick question here, and I ask this to every guest as we wrap up. And again, thank you so much, Jersey. Uh, such an incredible honor. Uh, your, your work and your um, messages, everything that you talked about here totally resonates with me. And I can see your passion and all your incredible experience behind what you do. So thank you so much. What is a simple takeaway action for the audience as we wrap up our session here today? I mean, uh, what do you mean by the action? Uh, can what, what you tell is, me more about Yeah, what's the number one thing that people can walk away with and apply oh, in their life right now, regardless of whether they're a serious lifter, a general yeah. athlete, a coach? What's something simple that they can, so, they can oh, walk oh, away? Always ask, always ask yourself, uh, what is the hard choice in that moment? You know, like very simple uh, thing. You know, about two weeks ago, we were – uh, we, we had this bracelet. We were 
bought about four months ago for Tim, yeah? The hard choices is your life, yeah? <laughs> and we, we were going to San Francisco, we were driving, and uh, we had this bracelet that is in our house, and we drove already five minutes, and we forgot the bracelet. And Daniela said, there's a bracelet, right? You know, we forgot, you know, for Tim. I, I, and I said, forget about that. And I'm driving, and I'm thinking, I pick up the easy thing, you know, easy choice. Keep driving, not turn around. Yeah. And it hit me. And I said, the hard choice is just to go back. So That's right. after about <laughs> one minute of driving, I stop. And I said, what are you doing? You know, I will go back. You know, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And I turn around, go, it's very simple. Something hard choices doesn't have to be really something extremely difficult. Today in the morning, my, my daughter this was doing something with the hair. I was, you know, going to take her to the school. And uh, she was uh, a, a little bit like intense, you know, not to be late to school. And, you know, and for me, it was, it was, come on, come on, let's, or, uh, okay, so w what do we need? Yeah, so uh, so I, I chose the hard choice to be kind, to be pleasant to her. And I said, so, so what do you need? Oh, I cannot find my uh, rubber band for the, for the hair, right? So I went to the, my office and pick up one and, uh, you know, something rubber for something else. But, and I gave it to her. I said, oh, all right, thank you. And I put it on. It was about, you know, uh, maybe 30 seconds, right? But you, it's a moment that it can turn into the elevated you know, dialogue, discussion, and then debates and so on, and then irritation, or it can be very moment of kindness. It's just hard for us to be kind all the time, but that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, choose that, that uh, hard choice, which is kindness, goodness, and so on. It, it is hard for me. That's why I bought this bracelet and I have my bracelet to remind, to remind myself to be kind, to be good, to, you know, to act on it. And, you know, for some weird thing is that it's really hard on us. And, and, but it's okay because, you know, uh, when we do it, you know, many times enough, this better life, the good life, the kind life will, you know, envelope in front of us. I think that's perfect and a great way to wrap things up. Always ask, what is the hard choice in the moment? And that's really where we started. Jersey, thank you so much. It's been a real, real pleasure. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Well, guys, so many takeaways in that interview session. I hope that you got value out of it. Uh, really great to get Jersey's perspective. And again, 50 years of trading, that is a long time. And he still has a long way to go. Some of the insights were around the power of the mind and really the importance of the mindset. Certainly the other big thing was the time investment. You know, things don't happen overnight. It takes a couple of years for greatness to happen. So I'm glad that he talked about that. And then certainly his uh, insight on making the hard choices and really what that means. So... Again, so many great insights in the interview session. I hope you got value out of it and uh, really a lot of fun to do. So guys, if you're not part of the Ardella Training community, make sure to go to ardellatraining.com forward slash blueprint and you can get the peak performance blueprint. 
and become part of the family here at Ardella Training. And uh, I am so excited about the upcoming year and all the great things that I am planning to move forward. So stay tuned for that and so many other great things each week here on the podcast. Guys, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk again soon. Take care.